You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 462 of Podcateers. This week, March Mayhem in April is coming to an end. We talk about Gameloft's new game, Disney Speedstorm. Good news for Disney security workers. Carrie Fisher will be honored on May 4th. Larry talks about attending Throwback Night. Unfortunate incidents at Disneyland. And of course, our Disney history segment, Great Moments with Mr. Andrew, continues with 1955 and 1956. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com links and click on the Discord button to join our community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, and access to our happy hour calls just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. Time for us to jump into this episode. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 462 of Podcateers. Larry tried to make sure he could clap while he's like here. <laughs> Did you see that awkward side clap? Yeah. It was like I was trying to give myself like a, a yeah. pound or a, like a lock hand thing. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever works. Yeah. We got the sync, right? We did it. We yeah. did like it. Butter. I think we've done that one before. I don't know. Oh, we have done that one. <laughs> Probably. Right, we'll find a new one. A new one. Hey, so earlier I was on Shop Disney, as you do occasionally, right? Yeah. Trying to find Ooh, cool new stuff. That place has some dumb stuff on there. <laughs> Uh-oh. Right. Uh, but I was on there because there was a, a limited edition pin that came up that I thought somebody that I knew would appreciate. So I texted them, and they were like, oh, can you get it for me, you know, using the D23 gold membership? So I got the pin, and while I was on there, it happened to recommend stuff, you know, for uh-huh. me. And, and I saw the Disney 100 stuff. And I was like, oh, let me quickly look through this stuff. And I saw the statue of the street statue with like the dopey drive and, you know, yeah, the yeah. animation, you know, all that oh, stuff. Oh, is that on the website I, now? It's on the website. Oh, it's nice. like okay. 60 some dollars or something. And I, I, oh, dude, I almost bought it. I almost bought it. And then uh, I saw that they had this like Steamboat Willie tie. It's like 64 bucks. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this is such a cool tie. I love like, it's like all gray and it's got like little tiny steamboat willies all about it so from afar it looks like dots like polka dots but from up close Mm -hmm. you can see all the little steamboat willies right and i thought oh man i'm like 11 dollars away or 12 dollars away or something like that from free (laughs) shipping and i'm thinking like man do i just want to pay the shipping for this because i know how this goes and so i posted it on discord 
And then uh, FGP squad member Heather says, well, you know what you have to do. You have to buy an item that's, you know, 11 or 12 bucks. I was like, yeah, that, that is the rational thing to do. The rational thing to do, mind you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so I did what every psycho would do is you added another item for $77. <laughs> uh, which was no but look okay, hear me out okay. it's a matching set of cuff links that have Steamboat Willie on them as well so Steamboat Willie tie 64 bucks matching cuff links Disney 100 Steamboat Willie for $77 guess what I got free shipping hey that's all that matters the, I, I got my free shipping mission accomplished <laughs> were, were any of those <laughs> Disney 100s did you get the free they I'm both were the, they have if you would have waited the did you get the soap? free item yeah, the there item? was a free item with. I don't know. Okay, what you it got was. the free item. Okay, but cool. If, if I only got one ear hat ornament, there you go. Yeah, if you only get one, if it's under a hundred, I think it's twelve dollars for the ornament. But oh, if you yes. hit over a certain, like over a hundred, I think you get it for free as part of your oh, order. Okay. So, okay. and it's the Mickey ears that look like they're dripping with the silver. Oh, that's yeah. the little oh. ornament that you get along with it. So the but, platinum. Drip. Uh, yeah. Matching tie and cufflinks. So there you go. I went from a $12 item to way too much for yeah, a tie and cufflinks. But, but, but just think about all the times you can wear cufflinks and ties. Yep. I mean, yeah, I, I go nowhere. So that makes total sense. You could zoom that. You just put on right? the cufflink and ties. <laughs> on the next FTP squad call or something, if it showed up, then I'll have Fancy. to wear it. I'll have to get all dressed up for the Mowing the, for the lawn. Next. Oh, oh yeah! Take out the that trash. She can. I mean, uh, if you, like, yeah, look dapper. If you want right? to do, exactly. you know, your card, you know, reveal videos. Ooh. There you go. Hey! Oh, right. oh yeah! <laughs> You're welcome. Maybe the tie would help, you know, and Disney fans would see the steamboat wheel and be like, "Oh, he's a Disney fan. Awesome!" Yeah. <laughs> Add a couple pins. You're uh, good. <laughs> yeah. So I'll let you know when I get those, but. Um, yeah, it was, man, it was a back and forth in my head that went on for so long. I was like, do I really want to spend another 80 bucks on another item just to, the answer was yes. <laughs> Did I need to buy him? No. No, no but, but yes. But yes. You know, that money isn't going to churros and popcorn right now. It's got to go to something. Exactly. You know? They got to get your so, money somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got to get my money somehow. I mean, they're already getting my money on my on my pass or um, I'm sorry, my key. Given it's how much I'm going, they're making bank on me. I still call it a pass. <laughs> right, so I've given up. Um, it's like printing my own money. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. We got March Mayhem updates. As of this episode, we have officially completed all of the general matches for round one, two, and the semifinals. The, the day this episode releases is the day that we are going to post the championship match for March Mayhem. So we don't know who's won yet because we do know who's going to participate. It's going to be Han Solo versus Buzz Lightyear in the championship for March Mayhem in April. I, you know, I got to say, I don't know how that happened because <laughs> in Andrew's bracket, if you've been on Discord with us, if you're part of the community, you may have seen Andrew's bracket had Roger Rabbit in every single slot. So how we ended up Han Solo <laughs> versus Buzz Lightyear and not Roger Rabbit versus Roger Rabbit is baffling to me. I demand a recount. <laughs> I I think we're we're starting this whole thing over. March <laughs> Mayhem in May, May Mayhem, El May Mayhem. 
Oh, uh, like we have that. to do the it, all Roger Rabbits. May, I don't may know him. what we're doing. May Mayhem. Now that now see now that sounds like turning red. May Mayhem. It <laughs> does. <laughs> anyway, so uh, everybody let me down, and I'm mad at all of you. Wow. So everybody that's listening, uh, I'm mad at you all because you voted for Buzz freaking Lightyear. Like Buzz Lightyear. Come on, that is the that's the like obvious choice but come on be like a you know go uh, against the grain i know larry probably even let me down on that one he loves his buzz lightyear and though i pleaded with everybody i said he's got a tattoo <laughs> he does <laughs> i'm kind of biased <laughs> i don't know but i'm hey, mad buddy, at everybody it, just if, so if you it, know if it helps, you can go back hmm. and look at the votes. I voted for Roger Rabbit. Well, I appreciate <laughs> it, and I even, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I voted for Roger Rabbit. Quizneyland voted for Roger Rabbit. Um, so, and it still didn't help. So yeah, everybody, I'm, I'm mad at everybody, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. They're just gonna have to deal with me being mad at them because <laughs> what whatever. Did say I'm we voting for call- Han Solo, just so you know. <laughs> for for the Indiana Jones version, we were gonna call it Raiders uh, or Raiders March. Raiders Mayhem. of the yeah yeah Raiders March well, Mayhem yeah right. So yeah. if we did a Roger Rabbit one, are we gonna continue the tradition? Like if we do it, let's say in July, would it be? Can we just add a month to the name and just be like March Mayhem in April in July? <laughs> yeah. Just like continue adding months, and every time we do a new one, we just tack on another month and another level to the graphic. Oh my god! It would, you know, it it goes perfect (laughs) because it's zany, and that's Roger Rabbit right there. So perfect, right? Money, (laughs) dude. If we did a March Mayhem in April in July, and Roger Rabbit didn't win in all Roger (laughs) Rabbit bracket, that would suck, man. (laughs) If all of a sudden at the end it's like Buzz Lightyear's the winner, it's like what? I don't know. Buzz Lightyear seems to be popular. If if you haven't listened to uh, last week's Quizneyland, uh, well, this won't really give you too spoiler, but Funko Pop, you know, Funko Pop, although everybody knows Funko Pop. When Disney made the first, you know, their first line of Funko Pop, Mickey Mouse, number one, Funko Pop. Number two, Buzz Lightyear. Buzz mm-hmm. Lightyear is Funko Pop number two. Not Minnie Mouse, not Donald Duck, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> is number two. So I thought that would... They really like Buzz Lightyear for some reason. Why do people like Buzz Lightyear? What's the deal? Why don't they like Roger Rabbit? Roger uh, Rabbit's like number... Got a laser? Roger <laughs> Rabbit's like 500 and He can something. dance and speak in Spanish? Uh, Roger <laughs> Rabbit could dance and probably speak in Spanish. You don't know. He could get a laser in the night. I don't know if they had lasers in the 40s. I don't know. He's from space. It's hard to be an astronaut. No, he is a toy. (laughs) He's a child's plaything. Oh, man. Is that what it is? (laughs) At least he falls in style, though. You're mocking me, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm mad at you all, uh, so... You're just gonna have to live with yourselves. <laughs> I'm not mad at you, Hazen, because you and I don't know. Melissa, I you voted vote for, Roger, for Roger, Roger. I'm gonna put okay, it out so there. So you right two, now. I'm not. I'm not mad at you two, Larry. Uh, half mad at you. Half I can't. Mad. You got a tattoo, so I can't. 
I can't uh, fault you for that. But everybody fault. else, I'm mad at you, and you're just going to have to deal with it. And that's episode 459. That, yeah, that's <laughs> the end of this episode. Good night. <laughs> I, I think what happened was Larry wanted to vote for Roger Rabbit with his heart, but when his finger went down... The tattoo was like, nope, and it switched over. Yeah, it was like the tattoo was like, carried the it's vote. It's like the venom effect. Uh, like, yeah. I see what it is. Uh, well, we got that going on. Make sure that you head on over to our Instagram account and vote for your favorite if you are listening to this on launch day. If you're listening to this on any other day other than launch day, you'll probably already know the winner, and we'll be Two talking guys from about space, that I'm just next saying. week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing... I wanted to quickly update you on is Disney Speedstorm. Uh, as you know, I've been, I was talking about, I had reserved the game. I pre-ordered it. Same makers as Disney Dreamlight Valley. And I was pretty excited when I saw the preview at D23. And I thought, wow, love racing games, love Mario Kart. This is fantastic. It's got Disney characters. They look like Disney Infinity characters from the trailer and I was just super pumped. So I went all out, got the Founders Pack, got the extra oh. costumes and all that stuff. Nice. And uh, let me tell you, uh, so I played the game for the first time. Wow, wow, wow. So I love Mario Kart. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's one of the best racing games out there. And I might say something that's going to make some people angry, but I think this game is way better. <laughs> there's it's super confusing at the beginning uh i'm not gonna lie it was kind (laughs) of confusing because they have like three different currencies that work for different things in the game and leveling up characters is difficult until you understand it but they have daily tasks that you can use to get certain currencies to level them up to buy power-ups power-ups for the game they have five different ways to play the game. Like there's like a, a regulated circuit where you kind of play with people that you're that are your own level, but it allows you to level up your characters. Uh, there's the full competitive mode that allows you to only play with the characters that you own while you're leveling up. Then there's the free play, local free play, and you can do like split screen up to four players. That's cool. Uh, there's like four different types of characters. There's defenders and there's tricksters and speedsters, brawlers, and each one yeah. of them has their own power-ups that you can use. Then they all do different things like tricksters. When you enable their power-up, will switch the screen direction so that left is right and right is left while they're driving. The screen turns like purple and stuff like that when it happens. Uh, the brawlers will just knock you off the road, create explosions, and just basically knock you into next week um speedsters obviously their power-ups are are speeding so once you kind of get the hang of what the different characters can do and how to enable their power-ups which i am still learning it gets easier to play drifting is your best friend because you build up your power super quickly but andrew Hmm. when you said that the guy that you follow on instagram said that the music was the best part of the game Mm-hmm. I don't know how to emphasize that that is <laughs> 374% so true. The music in this game is absolutely phenomenal. I am preach, waiting preach, preach. for a soundtrack <laughs> to get released. I've set a Google alert for when a soundtrack for this game wow. comes out on vinyl because it is such a good soundtrack. 
the remixes of the songs, like not even the Disney remixes, the standard music that they use for the menus and all that stuff is so freaking good. I I, I just love this game so much. <laughs> uh, has it pulled me away from Dreamlight Valley? Not completely because it is uh, it does take a lot more concentration and it does take a lot more practice and it's a little more intense. So from a, like a cozy game standpoint, it is definitely not a cozy game because it can get a little hectic because there's a lot of stuff going on on the screen. Um, and it's there's a lot like learn the tracks is another thing I can tell you like if you learn the tracks you'll learn all the shortcuts because in the blink of an eye you can go from first place to eighth or seventh or depending on how how many people you're playing against like when I first started playing I was doing pretty well I got an opportunity to play several games when the game first launched and uh, I was getting like anywhere from first to third place uh, when I was racing because the mechanics are really easy to learn Uh, but I haven't played in several days and I just picked it up again today before we, we started recording. I can't get anything better than sixth or seventh right now. Wow. Like people have gotten so good they at playing good. since the game launched that now I have some catching up to do. But man, it is so freaking fun. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till I'm set up properly to do some streaming or just to even show some people the game that are curious about it. Because it's it's so fun, like I I need people to play against. Like I want to be able to play this with friends. Larry, I think this yes. is your cue. I think this is the game <laughs> that I think is finally gonna break you. It is. I admit uh, there's two things that you mentioned on here. So Dreamlight Valley. I've always you guys have been hearing. I'm not a hater. I'm just haven't been there because you can't really play it with people. So segue straight from what Hazen said. And I saw immediately in the demo of this game. I just saw it literally two days ago. I saw you could play people in, and then yes, Hazen, I can't agree with you more. Like I'm an N64 kid. I played Mario Kart because that's all you could afford when you got the starter pack for N64 was Mario Kart. So I played it on N64 consistently, and when I got those vibes immediately when I played the, well, I didn't play it. I got to watch someone play it, and it was, dude, the music is on our level, and the characters that you can earn like throughout the game like you're talking about the pack it makes you really want in to go in so for me i have definitely i hate to break the news guys but if it's going to get me into the gaming world after being retired since halo three days this is the one <laughs> this mm-hmm. might be the one that finally does it because i'm like all right you got my disney heart and now you got my interest in just the racing part of it but you're right it's not it's not like what people got used to during 2020 like sim style or like having that smooth pace of game where you're kind of like doing it as like a a thing to kind of wind down this is like yeah racing fun not saying i'm not saying dreamlight valley is not fun what i'm saying is it's like a lot of action happening and on the music dude i'm gonna say 100 percent. i didn't even know you could send an alert but i would listen to this music as i work just to make me hyped up (laughs) Yeah. yeah you know and it got me thinking that one of the one of the reasons we started the 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 gamer channel on the discord was because we wanted to be able to play against other people but one thing that we realize is that there's a lot of people gaming on different systems but there's not a lot of cross-platform games that we can play 
And so a lot of the existing cross-platform games uh, are things like Fortnite. And I think Fall Guys was one that we anticipated playing. Uh, but the problem with those games is that you can't set up like a private room for just you and the group that you wanted to play. And my idea was always like, I want to play with our community first and foremost, right? Like I want right. to be able to like jump on discord and be like, Hey, how many people own this game? You know, let's start up a private room and let's play together. Like I think among us was one of the only games that we were able to play because we could create, you know, our own room and play. Uh, and that's kind of why the Jackbox games became such a favorite of mine because we were able to play together, mm -hmm. you know, with just, like I said, with our own community. So this, I think, changes that because right now you do have to pay. That is the downside, that if you do want access to the game, it's kind of like Dreamlight Valley. You do have to pay the Founders Pack. The least expensive one, I think, is $30 on all platforms. If you have an Xbox uh, Series X, I believe, or any of the newer Xboxes, I think there's like a 30% off discount right now. But eventually the game is going to be free to play. I do worry about that because I'm hoping that the stuff that you can buy is closer to like Fall Guys and Fortnite where it's it's more skins and like emotes and stuff like that that you can buy that just kind of enhance the visual but right. I hope you don't have to pay for boosting your character. I hope that boosting your character is still game and skill-based. Otherwise, what's going to happen is the people with the most money are going to become the most dominant players because they'll be yeah. able to buy all of the power-ups. And that's just a crappy situation, right? So if you have microtransactions and therefore skins and costumes and custom cars and additional maps and stuff, that's awesome. I would love that. But if you're going to use those to power up your players, it's going to ruin the game. I'm sorry, but I think it's going to ruin the game. Um, but yeah, uh, when it's free, I think it'll be more accessible to people. But if anybody out there does plan on getting Disney Speed Storm, uh, regardless of platform, we can start sharing our our names and characters or whatever so we can become friends in the game uh, because you can create a private racetrack. And that's what I love about it, that you can nice. get up to like eight players at a time. And my my head just started spinning. And I'm thinking like, man, we can have like our own Discord tournament similar to March Mayhem, but with like racers, you know, ah. and the, the winner of the tournament in Speedstorm after a specific amount of matches advances, they get a prize at the end. You know, I think it's just a really fun way for us to have fun, you know, um, with a different type of game and a different type of interaction. So nice. uh, more on that later, because I think we want to flesh this one out a little bit more. Um, I want to talk about some Disney news in a bit, because I heard nothing happened in the parks like at all this <laughs> past weekend. It was super quiet, you know, peaceful, um, peaceful right? But uh, Mel, you sent us this article about Carrie Fisher. You want to talk a little bit about what's happening? Yeah. Um, I want to say like, as of a couple of days ago, we just learned that Carrie Fisher is going to get her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which is uh, what everyone is saying, long overdue, uh, especially for what she's done for the franchise and what she's done in films for Star Wars and many other things. But she's kind of, you know, hey, why does she have it? She's finally going to get it. So when is she going to get it? May the 4th. 
as she should be getting her star. And that is exciting. How did we learn? Thank you, Mark Hamill. <laughs> Thank you nice. for posting this because um, I didn't see any articles or anything. And it's a little weird. It's like it, I would have expected this to be posted everywhere because it's mm -hmm. Carrie Fisher. No, but again, Thank you, Mark Hamill. We appreciate you. Thank you, dude. <laughs> um, the interesting thing that I learned is that when stars are given to those who have passed, it's usually about a, I want to say a five-year timeline where they're like, oh, okay, that's when they could get it is within that time, which is kind of weird and I don't understand. Um, but it's been seven years since she's passed. But overall... We're going to celebrate her on May, on May the 4th. Wear your Star Wars gear. I know all of us can't go to Hollywood. Wear it that day. Again, as you should, because it's May the 4th. Put some buns on. Let's celebrate <laughs> her. <laughs> I'm like, do something to, you know, buns. Wear something that'll just celebrate her. Um, I did learn that Billy Lord, her daughter, will be accepting on her behalf, which is amazing. So... That warms my heart. I warm. I hope it warms everyone's heart because, you know, when you think about Carrie Fisher, you're like, oh, it hurts. So this right here is happy news, warm fuzzies, a little hug. Yay. <laughs> you want to come over and do my uh, buns for me, Melissa? Sure. Sure. <laughs> for me, nice. of course. <laughs> I will buy sticky buns and eat those. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna wear Rebecca's. Uh, what are those? I forgot what they're called, but they're the Princess Leia ears that have little Princess Leia. They're my oh, ears. Nice. Yeah, oh, okay. perfect. She'll probably be mad. I stole perfect. them, but it'll be worth it. There we <laughs> nice. go. Nice. Right on. I'm not gonna lie. I thought she had a star on the Walk of Fame already. You would have thought. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's been so long since she passed that I, I'm because I, I know Harrison Ford got his like almost ten years ago now. Mark mm -hmm. Hamill got his four or five years ago, I think. Um, mm -hmm. And you would have thought when she passed, they would have given her uh, hers. But yeah, it's 100% a surprise to me that she didn't already have one. But right. hey, better late than never, like you said, right? It's right. I'm glad she's finally getting it. She's well deserved. Yeah, you think you think Disney would have just paid for it? But like, hey, like if ever, if people don't know, the, the Hollywood Walk of Fame, you just like... You have to, what is it? You have to have a SAG card and then your manager or somebody pays for you to get it on there. It's not like a, it's a, you know, an honored thing, but it's also like this could have happened sooner very easily. Oh, yes. <laughs> there's there's yeah. no reason that, you know, they, the Disney could have just paid for or Carrie Fisher's agent or whomever <laughs> could have paid for it. But uh, seems the ball was dropped. We should go through the list. I'm sure there's a list somewhere of everybody that has a Waka, a star on the Waka Fame, uh, and see who else we think is left out. Because Ooh, I'm be sure cool. plenty. Like, like I know, a lot. I know, like Kermit the Frog has one, and Tinkerbell, mm -hmm. and and stuff like Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse. They all have them. But you know, people, uh, you know, human beings. I'm sure Roger Rabbit doesn't have one. I'm not going to go down that road again. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of people that that are uh, deserving of the star and don't have one. 
Hmm. So I did some quick googling, and <laughs> and I don't know if this was the case when she passed away, but apparently, Carrie Fisher's agent was Brian Lord, who is also Billy mm-hmm. Lord's father. Billy Lord's father. Uh-huh. And if he represented Carrie, why wouldn't he fork over the 10K to get her a start earlier? Yeah. I'm not going it just, down that it route. It <laughs> does not compute, right? But you're right. Disney should have at least done it. Yeah. Maybe there's a waiting you know? list, too. I mean, I don't know. I know you can is get them, but list? is it like... I'm I not sure. I, I remember hearing Kevin Smith talk about when he got his, I think, if I remember right. And then I remember hearing this the same time because they were talking... Uh, Ralph Garman went for, thankfully, Adam West got his. So... I think yeah, those. I don't know if they were like automatic. There's a part of a waiting list on some some of them, and some of them I think get like you know like the Disney Legend status. They get mainstream shot like priority to get it. I think that could be it too. Uh, uh, Hazen, just so you know, uh, the the price of the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame is not ten thousand dollars. It is fifty five thousand dollars. Fifty five. I'm on their official website. Holy oh, me Toledo. too. And I just saw this as well, that if you are posthumously inducting somebody uh-huh. or nominating somebody, you have to wait two years after their Oh, is it two? Oh, there okay. yeah. There you go. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of hurdles that they have to jump. 55K, yeah. though. Damn, yo. But 55K. <laughs> She's worth it. That's a it. hurdle. That's She's a, worth oh, it. third yeah, of Club I mean. 33. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we immediately compare it to some like Disney. It, there's no like placard for you at Club 33. You know what I mean? mean? Like I, the difference. <laughs> but I could possibly get a star on the Walk of Fame faster than I could get a Club 33 entry like membership. And that's gonna last forever. You know, or we'll right. make know. an account and then and then uh, you can nominate yourself. Yep. On their website, we could. We need to be bombarding the Hollywood Walk of Fame website with like nominations. Something I can get behind. I think right? this is a new new scheme it, we can do. It is. Because. We need to find somebody. We'll get all everybody in on it. Who should we nominate? Somebody like obscure that we can nominate. Roger like, Rabbit. Tony oh. Baxter. Oh. Hollywood Walk of Fame. I'm sorry, oh, the Walk of Fame. Let's can we get, do it. Can we, can we do get that? Tony? Can we get the stash a star? Oh, you, we can try. Let's figure right. this out, and we'll we'll We're put it out to it the right listeners. Putting in the atmosphere, and and uh, we'll figure out what the steps are, and then we'll tell everybody, and we're gonna get Tony Baxter on that Walk of Fame. We'll we'll do all of the Imagineers that we love. Oh, we're gonna have to one <laughs> at a time. Wow, one, one at a time. time. Now there all five K. Possibly heavy startups. Uh, <laughs> campaigns for all of them. Yeah, okay. campaigns for sure. <laughs> Damn, I think we got to awesome. start with one. We got to see if it's it's fruitful. Yeah, let's see if we can well, get past we can... the com. Was it the what chain if we start with Bob Gurr? Ooh, that way I mean, he can accept the, it and yeah. like go do the thing, right? There yeah. we go. We'll f- yeah. Oh man! All right, let's I look into it. I'm interested in we'll this now. We'll look into it. We're getting somebody <laughs> on the Walk of Fame. Right on. All right, let's talk about some park stuff. We have an awesome Great Moments with Mr. Andrew coming up with a lot of information about 55 and 56. So mm-hmm. that's going to be an awesome segment. Uh, we're going to jump into Throwback Night, 
in a moment. Larry had an opportunity to attend, and the way he came across that ticket was absolutely amazing. So we're going to hear about that in a moment. But before we do, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcasters possible. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to go to podcasters.com slash FGP for more information. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a little bit of information about what the FGP Squad is all about, and of course, a link to our Patreon. Being a part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional perks like access to our happy hour calls, additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, uh, random giveaways, a special section of Discord, and more. If you would like more information uh, about the FGP Squad, please feel free to reach out. You can message us over on any of our social networks, or you can join our community on Discord uh, and just shoot a message over to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP Squad family, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Uh, hey, speaking of random giveaways for the FGP Squad, I found mm-hmm. something that I'm going to put up for grabs, I think, over on Discord. I don't know if you remember, but uh, I was testing out uh, different like hats having like podcasters hats made and i found one of the demo hats that we made i'll post a picture of it over on discord but that is going to be up for grabs for the fgp squad so i haven't decided if we're gonna do like a random giveaway where we just select a name out of you know uh, a wheel for whoever wants to enter the giveaway but i think it's either going to be there or on Instagram. I don't know. But I'll post a picture. I found a couple of items like that that I just thought would be kind of cool. So if any of you want a test Podcateers hat, uh, it's going to be coming up. It's going to be one of the random giveaways soon. So keep an eye out for more information when that gets posted. Uh, Larry, you had an opportunity to go to Disney Throwback Night. Tell us how that all came to be and how the event was. Well, it was, uh, first off, there was some magic involved, which I should say, you know, with anything with Disney. And uh, literally, the guy's name ends in his YouTube channel with magic. So I got to give a shout out to a fellow streamer out there on the YouTube platform. As you guys know, I have Goofy Guys Adventures. We mentioned on here, thankfully, you guys, I see some of the members of the pod, <laughs> the squad Kateer showing up every once in a while <laughs> in the YouTube stream. I'm, so, like, yeah. I'm glad you remember it because I always forget to say it. I came yeah. up with it and I always I love forget. it. I'm going to start saying it on the squad you know, the squad Kateers. I yes. came up with that and I thought it was great. I'm glad somebody remembers it. I'm keeping it alive. So I'm going to keep saying it. The squad Kateers, but Do the, I need to make a t-shirt? What, Is that what's going to help I, it? Hashtag hey. squad Kateers. Squ- Let's go squad. Squad Kateers. Squad up. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Squat up, right? So the the Kevin Sue Magic, if you guys haven't seen him before, he also does live streams from the park. Um, he, he just started it after he was able to get a Magic Key, a.k.a. annual pass as me and Andrew have now became, <laughs> I don't know, like, I've, I'm on Andrew's train on this now. I say it even on the live stream. I'll be like, it's an it's a annual pass to me now again. But for he does live streams, but unfortunately, he was under the weather, and that's what Hazen was talking about. And uh he let me know pretty much that day, that Thursday. This was the second day they offered it um, for the event because they had offered it the Tuesday of, of um, 
a week ago. So that would have been the 18th and then the 20th. That was the dates that they offered throwback night. So if you don't know what that was, it's a Disneyland After Dark event. So what that is is it's pretty much you could enter the park at 6 o'clock with just this ticket alone, but the event really didn't start till 9 o'clock. And the throwback night had the theme as what you just think of, Disneyland throwback theme. So things that you would see in like maybe in Yesterland or things that you would have make you feel nostalgia. So, for example, um, I know there was a part Melissa reached out because uh, they had the an earlier adoption of the fireworks uh, available when this started. And Melissa's uh, <laughs> very close. We've talked about to the to the fireworks. And she's like, whoa, what she I just saw a text as I'm streaming. And it was so funny. And it was like. What's going on? Did something happen with the fireworks? Because <laughs> she's like, it was only like five minutes or something like that. Right. And yeah, it was a shorter adoption of it. So, but it was themed um, to that older style. So the cool part about that was that there was no projections. I know that doesn't sound cool, and there was no front firework pyrotechnic. So we got to stand as close as I've ever stood watching fireworks. I got to stand in front of basically the the main uh, circle of the Main Street area, like where the actual front of the castle is where people take pictures in front of the castle. And I was able to watch the fireworks from there. It was really cool. Um, it was a different experience. So for five minutes, I was like pretty amazed by everything. But some of, I would say, Hayes and my highlights were a throwback, my favorite. Uh, I, I streamed this. So like I said, you guys can check out Goofy Guys Adventures, was seeing the uh, dancing back at the Fantasyland Theater. I believe that's what it's called, right? That yeah. was so awesome. There was the big band style, so they were swing dancing. I mean, we had couples out there that were, like, in their 60s and 70s to people that were, like, you could tell adopting it now in their 20s or 30s. Like, I'm like, That's I so miss cool. if you guys don't remember that. <laughs> that was, yeah, me, Hazen, and Andrew could remember, you know, pre, this is probably, like, 2010, 28. You yeah. would, 2008, sorry, kids. I remember swing <laughs> dancing. Yeah, with, they would have swing dancing at night. At, at the Carnation the Plaza Gardens. That's it. The big bands <laughs> would cheese knees. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so cool because it bring life to that part of the park again. And I think a lot more people go, what you guys probably want to know about is the photo ops. So, for example, they had... Photo ops with In Fantasy Land with Dumbo, Pinocchio Friends, Cinderella and Friends, Aurora and Friends, and uh, Hippo. Uh, I forget. I, can't, I never say that right. It's from Fantasia, the hippo from Fantasia. And mm -hmm. then they had um, Alice there. But the big one was Dumbo. So, I mean, I don't know. I want to get your guys' thoughts on this before I talk about Dumbo was the main attraction. And it, if you guys haven't seen it, the picture of Dumbo from what they're using, which is it the electrical parade Dumbo? Was that what it was technically? Or? It's just like the one Dumbo it's costume the, they have. Yeah. It's just like the one like they the have. the one, right? They just yeah. have like a Dumbo. <laughs> which is weird I, to gonna... see Dumbo walking on his hind legs like that to begin with. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. there's Ray Hazen's already opened the door. So hind legs, big ears, small trunk. And eyes that blink, blink and ears yeah, that blink. wiggle, and a tail. I have every time seen it in pictures, it was polarizing to say it nicely. It just didn't fit. It just didn't roll with me well. But everybody mm -hmm. was adamant about seeing this photo op. And it was the longest line there. Wow. Um, and, yeah, it was the longest line. And it was the only line they were doing, uh, which I do like, which some people are not a fan of. The photo op style where they line them up on a row. So Dumbo would go by and do like quick snaps with everybody instead of being like one at a time, one oh, at a time, okay. one at a time. So it kind of rolls a little better for more guests to get this opportunity. 
Um, so I would say I want to get your guys' thoughts though on it. What do you guys think of that Dumbo? You had to see pictures of it by now. Because it's different it's... and weird, I think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm down for any any time they want to bring something weird out. Like even if it's like weird looking. Like I I had the thought. I was like, wouldn't it be funny on a throwback night and they bring back those scary ice capades mickey and minnie oh like with gosh. all the holes in the face like that, that would be scary. a real throwback like oh my like, god bring that scary mickey and minnie and pinocchio Ooh. like boogie, back, boogie back. Okay. just like where it's just like a gangly person with dumbo. a big head <laughs> <laughs> i'll take dumbo i don't know why i'm complaining those and all or the like the winnie the pooh with the, the yeah <laughs> or the Winnie the Pooh with the honey pot on his head uh, because it was like weird and shorter. Yeah. The big like l- like rubber face Mad Hatter that they used to have. Like I'm I, I I mean of all the things I think it's you know the least egregious like th- one. It's still very cute. It doesn't really look like Dumbo, but it yeah. is very cute nonetheless. If you kind of just take dumb like the Dumbo name off of it. Then it's just kind of like a cute looking elephant guy, but it doesn't really look like Dumbo. Yeah, that and that was going to be my point as well, Andrew. That you know, of all the characters, he looks the least like the character that they're trying to portray. Um, from a picture standpoint, I think I would have wanted to do it just because it's not a character that you see every day. Like you see it like once every fifteen, twenty, or whatever years. Uh, so I would have possibly wanted that photo. Uh, how is the line for? What is the pink hippo's name? Hyacinth from that, Fantasia. I think that's how you say it. That was a tricky one because it was over by. Okay, so you have the Astro Orbiter, right? But to the, I guess if you're looking right at it, it's on the opposite side of where. Um, oh gosh, why am I forgetting right now? It's uh, Carnation Cafe's. No, what am I saying? Not Carnation. Uh, you know Jolly Holiday. Go, Jolly. No, the other side. Well, that's Jolly Holiday. Oh, the, the, oh, the Plaza Inn. Plaza Inn. So the opposite side. Oh, okay. so then you have like oh, just the, like where the little piece of grass is. Yeah. And all that stuff in that area okay. where they have that. So a lot of people didn't know that there was a queue there for her, for the hippo. So at oh. certain times you could get in that line and probably get through it. Now, this is the Thursday. So everybody went Tuesday. Keep that in mind, too. I was going to mention side note real quick. If they offer something at an event twice, try to go the second day. Because I've noticed now going to Princess Night the second day and now doing this, not by just just by happenstance, doing the second night, it is a little less crowded as you get later through the night. Like, you could tell the crowd kind of trickles down. But what I was saying on that, Hazen, you might have got a shot if you just would have walked. Like, at one point, I walked by and it was bad. It was at least probably 30 minutes of waiting. And then another time I walked by, it was a walk-up. You Because you just didn't know oh, that that was where they were setting up the queue to get the picture with her. Interesting. And it was cool. Yeah, I liked it. I liked her. Or I liked her. It was a, it was a nice. I really didn't. I underestimated that and what I was going to say. Dumbo. Well, I want to give a big shout out to whatever. Because I just mentioned the ears move, the trunk moves, the eyes blink, and also the tail wiggles. That cast member, whoever's in there, I want to give you 100% kudos. Because they were able to animate all of that at the same time. And, and at the end of the night, I got to see them leave. I was going to take a picture with them, but I barely missed it. It was so funny because I saw all the cast members that were being like the, you know, the crowd control. They were taking pictures before they were going backstage with Dumbo. But I got to see Dumbo go backstage. And before like they like a perfect moment before Dumbo closes the door, when they go backstage in the gate, 
Dumbo hopped and skipped in the air in that suit, hopped and skipped in the air. And I was like, what? And then did the whole eye blinking and then the ears moving. So I was like, okay, yeah, it's cute. And I was like, yeah, great job. So yeah, really amazing. Really bring it. That's awesome. Man, Mm -hmm. did you get to do any of the standing uh, or like the, the picture stuff? Because the the ones that I saw that I think I would have been most interested in was the poster of the Skyway, the train for Nature's Wonderland, and then I want to say that in New Orleans Square they may have had the E.P. Ripley out, and then they had a cardboard cutout of Walt and the old school mm-hmm. Mickey doll, like Aww. peeking out of the train, right? Yeah, I know those. I didn't get to the EP, the the Ripley one. I did not get to that one. That one, I bummed a missing that one. And that was one I was regretting because it really wasn't, unless you were really looking out for that, that was something that they should have advertised better, which is one gripe by me. I'll put that out there. But that was an awesome photo op or an awesome time to get. But the People Mover was my favorite. And secondly, uh, Sleeper, which people didn't know about on the side, it's listed in the program, but it was uh, Walt Disney's Disneyland Park. And it showed a 1950s vintage style cutout. But inside was Walt in black and white. And you could stand by Walt as he's pointing to the old Disneyland map like he did when he introduced Disneyland for the first time. That's cool. As the renderings and the the mini, you know, mini setup. So it was so cool. That one I got like chills. I know everyone wanted to get by the 1950s Disneyland sign with the old um, convertible car in there. Everybody wanted that picture for Instagram, right? Or whatever, TikTok or whatnot. But that picture was more nostalgic to me than the other. And the, I hate to say it. The People Mover one made me just be like, I immediately looked at the People Mover one, Hazen, and then I looked at the old track, and I was like, why? Why, Disney? Don't do this to me <laughs> yeah. no more. Just turn, figure it out, dude. You've done crazier things. Just figure it out. Bring it back. I never got to ride it here. I would love to have the opportunity back. You're just dangling that carrot, man. Oh, yeah. I know, right? First, you see it. a picture yeah. of it right there, like in its glory, and then you look behind you and you know the tracks right up there. It's just up there, yep. just you know, oh, doing so its thing or whatever. But did you yeah. see the the other two, the two uh, parks characters that they had out? Yeah. Are you talking about the? Uh, are you talking about mother and father? Are you talking about the Mister Morrow? Yeah, they had Mister Morrow and John Progress and and yeah. mother. I watched, uh, I saw all of them. That was, uh, yeah. now, okay, now when you're talking about Andrew, those were the characters I wanted to see that, like, Mr. Mm-hmm. Morrow is weird yeah. for me. Because seeing him in his dome in that 1950s yeah. deco style, and then, you know, and, and then also Mr. Morrow, like, those things were like, ah, it just bring me back. That's why that whole land made me feel, because I've always been a big Tomorrowland fan before mm-hmm. Rise of the Resistance blew my mind. Hazen knows that, too, because we went to the previews, right? And so does Andrew. Rise of Distance blew my mind for Star Wars reasons. But before that, all I had was Tomorrowland. And I always tell people one of my nostalgic memories was riding the rockets as a kid, which is now Astro Orbiter. But there were rockets back then. So, like, that was one of my first mind-blowing experiences at Disneyland. So, whenever I go to Tomorrowland, I always feel it. And Hazen knows, like, the Rocketeer music that used to play that plays out there. So, it's like, when seeing those older things there, like, that's where I was like, these are the cool, weird things I like to see that people might not yeah. remember that really. I didn't get to take pictures with them, but I definitely stood aside and kind of just amazed in it because I was just like, it was like, I don't know, I felt like I was a part of the park like Yesterland. It made me feel like an old memory. It was, But I never was in that memory. It just made me feel like I was in it kind of. It was cool. Yeah. I noticed I was uh, online, you know, different people talking about 
you know, the meet and greets and the the John Progress, the, the you know, from Carousel Progress, mother and father, they, I guess, uh, people weren't, they weren't regulating as much the the photo people. So there mm-hmm. was, there was people trying to get all their content for TikTok and whatnot, interviewing these people for like five minutes, holding up the line. Mm-hmm. So I just That was wanna, more on day one. On day yeah. two, it got better. Was it not wow, as bad? That? But yeah, it's it seems you know. I just want to put that out there that you know people, it, you gotta you know people gotta get their content, but also there's you know a hundred people in line behind you, so you know maybe be a little more considerate when you're trying to you know you know film these things. Not not I'm not saying Larry specifically. This <laughs> is I'm saying because I know Larry is very courteous at the parks. Very. I'm saying people in general. Uh, yeah. you know, if if you're going to, you know, especially to the, one of these these special nights where it's a couple hours, just be, right. be mindful of of the people around you that everybody's going to want to see these characters, and so uh, you know, just kind of be courteous and say, oh, maybe I shouldn't be taking five minutes because then these people are going to have to go on break, and then the you know that line these people are just gonna have to wait another 15 minutes for them to come off their break or however long it is if they come back yeah if they come back you know it's yeah you know these specialty characters it it, you know it should just be hi how you doing oh this is great something something oh uh, uh, picture time okay this that another thing so i I missed out on i missed out on maleficent because of that and i was very upset i will say that here I wanted to get a moment just to say hi and like have like a moment because I don't get to see her like I she used to be out a lot yeah she's not out as much and a lot of there were content creators taking a lot of video because they wanted to get her to react to stuff and it was like you're holding up the line and she really didn't even have a line because there was no cast members controlling that area which full circle back for the people that were complaining about what I just mentioned, what I liked with Dumbo was where like, they line people up and Dumbo's kind of like picking people to take a picture with and goes to the next group and goes back. If you don't like that, well, that's the consequence of what is people when they take too long with the character meet and greet. And you know what? I'll go full back on this even. So Princess Knight, Andrew, this is I'm going to get I'm going to get on the Indiana artifacts <laughs> box right here. All right. For all the people that held up the line with Princess Leia and R2-D2, you know, Whoever you are, content creator or family or Instagrammer or what, you were just trying to get that moment, you broke my heart. Like, seriously, <laughs> that day I wanted to meet, me and Rebecca wanted to meet R2-D2 and Princess Leia, and we couldn't. The line was over, like, three hours long pretty much the whole night. It was bad. And then when we got there at the end of the night to try to time it, they blocked the line off. So, Aww. like Hazen said, they need breaks, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, be mindful. We It really yeah. is about taking a picture and getting, like, your two to three sentence, maybe if that, two to three yeah. phrase thing in with them. And think about the people behind you instead of thinking, like, I need to get this shock and awe or I need to get this yeah. one funny moment that will trend on TikTok one million times. Yeah. That's if, not what it's yeah. about. Exactly. Yeah. If there's no line and nobody, you know, nobody yeah. coming up behind you, then then do what you want. But if right. you know these these specialty characters, I don't want to sound like a grumpy old man, but this is, happens every time. I just complain about stuff and sound like a grumpy right. old man. But you know, everybody everybody wants their chance to to get these specialty things, and so just think about the other people around you and be kind when when you know and, and, you know. I think all of our listeners are very courteous, right? And mm-hmm. I hope they are. But spread the word, uh, fair listeners, that, uh, 
you know, it, it it's it, <laughs> I don't know. Squat up. It's not and spread the word. Yeah, yeah. Squat Kateers, get out there and and <laughs> yeah. spread our message. Squatkateers of uh, be nice to everyone and be you know think about other people sometimes because you know what that video is gonna you know people are gonna look at that video for like a day and then it'll go away. So is it really that important? A kid uh, might remember their interaction with Princess Leia or Mr. Yeah, Morrow for the rest but you of their could, lives. Yeah, exactly. But you could be taking that away from somebody else. Exactly. And that, I think, sadly, is one of the consequences of just technology, right? I think when mm-hmm. you think True. back on vloggers and the technology 10 years ago, it was definitely harder to vlog and create videos uh, when phones became more commonplace, it did become easier. Mm-hmm. As live streaming became easier, there was an influx. But it, it's really sad to see that there's this clear delineation between people that go and do streams because they want to spread the Disney magic as best as possible. And then there's other ones that say that they're doing that, but they're super rude to cast members and they get in people's faces and they cut off children or they stand in front of other people and they ruin the experience for others just to get the shot. Or like we're talking right now, they go and they take 15 minutes with a face character and ruin it for everybody else, right? Like, Mm -hmm. sadly, the ability to do stuff like live streaming and other forms of content has made it easier but also has ruined the experience for a lot of people you know when you're a a magic key holder or an annual pass holder you can go whenever you know there's people that are there every single day streaming and you know they're reaching people in states when they're reaching people that can't go every day but what happens to the person that went there on one weekend they saved the entire year to go and you happen to ruin their experience because you had to get your 15 minutes with these face characters and you're gonna only use 30 seconds of that you know? exactly that's, that's hard mm-hmm. you know for a post that most people aren't even going to see or might you know get you some clout for a day or two i just i don't know i do think that there's a lot of content creators that are very respectful and do yeah uh, do portray the idea of Disney magic in a sense where it's respectful, not just to cast members, but to guests in general. And then there's other ones that are just super entitled and just make the experience miserable for everyone else around them. You know, if you want to create content, create content, but be courteous. Understand that everyone else paid to be there just like you did. You can't ruin somebody else's experience because you're trying to get your shot. You know, right. and you know what's so, sad? I just caught myself saying something right now, Hazen, and you guys heard it. Maybe you know, in the beginning, I said, "Don't go day one, go day two. And honestly, that is driven by me saying what I said before. That there's a lot more content creators and things like that that may have not have that same courteousness that may slow down the line, and that's a sad thing to think. I don't, I don't go to day one a lot for yeah. that reason, but I am. Well, because the they community. gotta get it out that, there yes, as soon as that possible. Makes sense. They gotta be the first one. Right. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense so. actually. Yeah, if you want to be the first one to get the content out, it's obviously going to be more crowded because you're trying to create the content. So yeah, that that's a great tip. If you go to these nights, go on anything other than day one. 
<laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. seriously. And it's sad because I know some people, it doesn't work with their schedule, like you just said. And that's horrible. I don't want that to be the scenario because yeah. they, if they only have two days, maybe it doesn't work that Thursday, right? Or it doesn't work that alternative day. Like for these Star Wars ones, I think there's four now, which is great. For that's the next one coming up. Um, but still, what if it doesn't work on one of those weeks on that day? Like on the, it ends up being the only first day. That's that's where we still are like harping to, you know, spread the word squad tears. Like, yeah, be kind, rewind. <laughs> yeah. Go back in the past and be the old people, right? As you used to be where you took a fast Polaroid and got the heck out. Kodak yeah. Yeah. moments. Pay it forward. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, speaking of sad moments in the park. Hey, actually, before we move on to those sad moments in the park, I have to ask, did you get a chance to go get a picture with the Atomobile? Because they had a whole setup for adventures through inner space. And that is also one of the photo ops that I was like, ah! <laughs> I didn't take a picture with it. I saw it from afar. That was the thing. I was like, Did it look good, I, I, for me, I, it was cool. It was cool. I mean, what do you want me? I just don't want to talk. It's everything felt like really when you like when I'm doing the live stream, like I'm showing you guys parts. I'm showing the viewers like what I'm looking at. But behind the camera, I'm standing there for a minute because I'm literally going. My, you guys can't see my eyes and my mouth are dropped and I'm just like <laughs> and I'm trying to compose myself in a way of like yeah this is what we're doing and but in my mind I'm like I'm really seeing this in my own eyes myself like that's <laughs> like you soak it in so it's kind of like mm-hmm. uh, yeah it was cool man it's just cool it's like opening a door in the history of the magic that's what it feels like it's like the archives you know it's the same yeah. kind of idea it's cool and I think a lot of the photo props that they use for throwback night were a lot of the same ones that they had during the diamond celebration so uh at least for some people, like the car, I think, the tickets, the old Disneyland marquee and stuff like that. A lot of those we've seen before. So at least yes. there was some repeats that if you did get a chance to go and if you got one during the Diamond Celebration, at least you didn't have to stand in line for those. Yeah, true, true. I didn't think about that. And I did notice, Larry, that your uh, your uh, Yosoy Chubbs got a little hat. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he got a little <laughs> vest. Hat. Yeah, and he got a hat recently. He's got his little uh, ace he, hat. He had a yeah. vest for the event Rebecca made. I got to give proper shout out. Rebecca has now added the title costume designer yeah. to her <laughs> many titles on Goofy Guys Adventure. She made that within 45 minutes <gasps> out of Good an job. old t-shirt. <laughs> so awesome. that was all her. Yes, Chubbs demanded. He's He's got some high demands. I hate to tell you guys that. He's pretty picky about why he wants to be represented on camera. So, uh, And I've, I have a hold in this thing now. So Chubbs technically is not Chuby because we've had this conversation. Chuby's yeah. his wife. So I found that out. And the Chubets are his kids. <laughs> so Chubbs is the dad, and he's bringing home the bacon technically, even though he's a bird. So he's bringing the worms. So there you go. That's that's who Chubb, uh-huh. the soy Chubbs is the dad of Chuby, uh, Chuby's husband, and Chubbets are his babies. So Chubbets. Nice. <laughs> so that's on. the background. This is the, the, the lore. The lore of Chubbs. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's talk about some unfortunate incidents that have happened in the last several days in the park. And I want to start off with uh, an incident that happened, I want to say Saturday where the Wi-Fi seemingly went out and nobody could get checked into the park. Uh, It looks like the issue started around 11.30 that morning and people weren't let into the park until 2 p.m. But I don't know if any of you saw videos of what was happening, but the Esplanade was triggering all sorts of bad memories for me. (laughs) Dude, same here. When I saw that picture, um... No, no, 
I, I felt so uh, bad. <laughs> it was Friday, hence that. I'll let oh, you know. It was Friday. It was Friday okay. That okay. One. okay. The Friday. That was Friday's when it happened. You know, those yeah. two hours in the parks must have been nice. Uh, but, uh, you know, less people. The people that did there. get they, in, they, right? Yeah, the people <laughs> that were that were already in. That is you true. Know, they got in before eleven. Nobody else could get in. They could, you know, people like, it oh, I'll go over to Disneyland. Oh you you better be keeping up on your phone and making sure that you know that something's down. So yeah. Don't leave the park. <laughs> <laughs> You're not or getting back by in. Genie Plus, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, eventually they fixed it, um, but it was pretty horrible. I don't know if Disney did anything to make it up to the people that were waiting. Uh, again, this kind of goes back to the conversation that we were having a moment ago where if you're a, a pass holder, you know, then you just go back whenever you have an opportunity to go back, right? But if that's day one of your three-day vacation and you're coming from out of state, then that's a bad way to start your morning or to wait to park hop uh, especially if you had any type of reservation for a restaurant or anything like that. So uh, I hope Disney was able to help out anybody that was in a bad situation. And I also hope that people that were able to go back didn't try to take advantage of the situation because I know that that happens a lot as well. And, you know, yeah. one thing that I think we want to keep reminding people about is there are situations where cast members have zero control over mm -hmm. what is happening. So the best thing you can do is cooperate and be as kind to the cast members as possible because cast members are not going to wave a magic wand and bring back the Wi-Fi and let you in. That is just not how it works. Yes, Disney's full of magic, but you have to realize Disney is set in reality. So mm -hmm. there are certain things in reality that have to make sense and work in order for you to experience the Disney magic. So always be kind to cast members, regardless of the situation that you are in. Uh, so, yeah, so the no Wi-Fi was pretty bad on Friday. I thought it was Saturday, but I guess the power outage that or the power outages that were happening were happening on Saturday, right? Where people were getting evac from Rise and from other attractions, right? Well, from what I understand, okay, so they I'm not too sure what caused those power outages, but yeah, most of those were they were related to some kind of power failure and some people were saying it was something beyond control that was on backstage to each one of those things that the power outages were related to. But yeah, that was the day when People were like, oh, man, there's like it felt like, what? well, wow, that's kind of a bummer. One day, maybe these are correlated, like the Internet might have thrown something off that threw the system off. And that's what was like. Maybe this was like a hangover from that. That was kind of where things started getting like, well, this is kind mm. of a bummer from what I so, understood. Yeah. So that's that's happening Saturday evening. And then um, so, Larry, you were there Saturday and you're you know, you yes. were live streaming. You had a good four and a half five hour stream that day you're there for the first showing of phantasmic go on pirates you know continue on your merry way and you head on over to mickey and minnie's runaway railway and as you're standing in line you get a message from rebecca what happened yeah yeah um, well it was Rebecca, what we do a lot in the live stream is she'll hang around and do like we call her location scouts. Another one of her things where she's kind of like scouting out things for me to do after the I was going to do Mickey and May's Runaway Railway. And so she says, I'm going to go get changed in New Orleans so I get into Walmart clothes. So when I'm kind of scouting everything out, 
Uh, and I said, okay, so text me when you're ready because we were going to do a giveaway. And so then she texted me. So I thought it was time for the giveaway. But then she said, um, uh, oh, my God, OMG. That's the first thing. And I was all like, oh, here comes a joke. I was waiting for a joke because that's usually <laughs> like she'll drop a joke on me or something like. And that just made me laugh, right? Mm-hmm. But then she put in all caps like um, the dragon's on fire. And I was like what i was like kind of like in a place like are you kidding around and then she goes like and then the next text immediately after that was i'm not kidding murphy caught on fire and it's bad and then i said i texted her back i was real quiet on the live stream because this was like happening like as i was like waiting in line at mickey minions runaway railway side note i don't know how you get out of that queue if you're in the longer queue because i was thinking immediately like i got to get out of this queue if something's up but i didn't want anyone to be afraid either i didn't want to spark the guest on this because i didn't know who knew Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, you don't want to create pandemonium either for the right. cast members. So, um, I, I told her on the text, I said, well, um, don't FaceTime me because I have no internet reception in here. Go live and I'm going to get on the Wi-Fi so I could watch you through the live stream because FaceTime doesn't work well on, I otherwise would have just had her FaceTime me, um, through the Wi-Fi at the park. I've already tested before. So I told her, all right, um, just do the live stream on Instagram so I could watch it. And she goes, okay. So she... Put, she had already filmed a little bit, but she started live streaming. And then, well, by the time I saw it, um, the phantasmic dragon had completely been engulfed in flames. And then small um, bursts of fire were happening. And there was still crowd there, but cast members were uh, beginning to tell people to evacuate the area because they could tell the fire was going to be extinguished immediately. And it was... I mean, it's polarizing. To to be honest, uh, Hazen, the first thing if you watch the live stream, it's it's one of the one of the few I've, times I thought maybe I should have deleted it because I, it was like a genuine reaction to me watching something. And what I told everybody here in text afterwards, truthfully, like I know a lot of people are gonna look at it. The first thing I thought was, I hope everyone's okay. And obviously, I hope my wife's okay because I'm gonna bail out of this line if you know anything yeah. could happen. Trampling yeah. the fire could yeah. spread. All that stuff. So I was ready to bail out and call it quits. But as soon as I saw like she was okay and she was all right and things were all going all right, I was just more in the fact of I was feeling the same feeling she was feeling like. And I told everyone it felt like watching your memories get burned or disappear in front of your own eyes. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, you're being so nostalgic or you're being so emotional about something, right? Because a lot of people are th- talking about that. But I tell people now that are going like, let's be honest, like, we're just talking about how we still say annual pass holders. Some of those people did not come back and become magic key holders, right? We're, we're becoming less and less. So when I tell people like on the live stream, like I know the history behind this dragon and how hard and how many teams and how many Imagineers it took to get this to work. And I remember the feeling of going to Phantasmic and then like crossing my fingers, hoping Murphy would come out from under the ground and be like, yes, it worked today. Cause it didn't always work. And then finally at one point in your life, you know, you're like, you could rely on Murphy always showing up and being like the centerpiece of Fantasmic, and now seeing it just burn um, in front of your face. It, it was like, I know other people thought, well, what's the big deal? It's a big animatronic, but it was the biggest animatronic in the world. You mentioned a couple of things that I, I wanted to comment on, but first of all, I just want to say, I think you handled it fantastic uh, because I was watching the stream and you got the video from Rebecca and like almost simultaneously I said, Oh my God, three or four times the same way that you did, because it was just, it was mind boggling to see this happen. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I saw other videos and I saw the moment that it happened from the alternate angle and, you know, like people were, were actually recording as well or they were live streaming as well. And then the idea of, so, so I, I was, I read a comment by, um, I'm not sure who was posting, it was probably Jody, but Kevin and Jody are designers uh, that have worked with Disney for years. And uh, I believe Kevin was part of the original team that worked on the original Maleficent Dragon for Fantasmic. And so uh, there was a question that somebody posed like, hey, you know, I've heard that people nicknamed the dragon Murphy because of Murphy's Law. Everything could go wrong, you know, did go wrong and all that stuff. And so this isn't, and I just want to comment that this isn't the first time I've heard something along these lines. And and then let me read you what his response was. He says, um, the dragon was only ever called Maleficent by the creative team, since that's mm-hmm. the character. The Murphy nickname mm-hmm. came later when the show was installed on Tom Sawyer Island. In spite of all our well-made plans in the design phase, the final dragon still had issues, including torching its own head off a week before opening night. The theme park operations and tech services people dubbed her Murphy because she was a perpetual troublemaker. Now, I think it's because I've heard similar comments before. Like when you're reading this, you can only read the context of what's being written, right? But I've heard other Mm -hmm. people that were on that team and Imagineers speak about that. And it doesn't sound like they like the name Murphy at all. Like they (laughs) don't like Maleficent being referred to as Murphy because you're giving their character a totally different name. So I get it. I know where the name came from. And so I guess for the people that know the, the history you were a cast member working or if you knew somebody that worked there like you kind of know that like the story behind it i i mean i think i've learned or i've made it a point to not call the dragon murphy because it feels disrespectful to cast members um but if you know the story and you refer to the dragon as murphy then okay you know that's you, you that's you right like you you do you but I did see this crazy influx of like, oh, Murphy strikes again, Murphy this, Murphy that. I'm like, really? Like most of those people that were throwing out the Murphy name in some of these posts were like, aha, Murphy did it. Why do we call it Murphy again? It's like, why are you yeah. using that name if you don't even know what it stands for or like what what the right. story behind it is? Yeah, Murphy's like, Law. I It doesn't, maybe I'm just being an angry Disney fan on this one. But I've consciously made the decision to no longer call it Murphy because it feels like there are a handful of Imagineers and people on the design team that just feel it's disrespectful. Uh, so that I just I don't know. I want to throw it out there. Um, but, yeah, I think the way that you handled it when you were on on Railway is absolutely one of the best ways that you could have handled it because I think anyone else in your position would have held up their phone and been like, guys, the dragon's on fire. Yes. Look at this. Causing oh everybody gosh. to want to yes. leave the queue, causing people to get trampled, causing a problem for cast members. And, I mean, I saw you watching it. And, dude, I just want to commend you for how you handled that situation because I think in that moment – you may have saved a huge headache and possible injuries from people that would have been like, I got to go live stream this and I got to go do this. You know, aside from the people that were already doing it in front of it actually happening. 
I appreciate that, Hazen. And I, I just want to, I mean, I think you're exactly on it too. Like I, I, just to be clear too, like that's a good point. I've never even thought about the Imagineers behind because I really give them a lot of, you know, give them a lot of props for getting through. Why I still use that term is because I'll tell you why I use it. Murphy is because I feel like the Imagineers broke Murphy's law. Whenever Murphy came out, I was like pretty much like they broke the law. They fixed something that wasn't supposed to work. So that's when I talk about when me and Rebecca used to watch it, we would be like, crossing our fingers you'd see that moment you wouldn't see the projection you would see murphy come out from under it was like yes like we have something here but now that you're right but as it came out this week it became the murphy originally what people and it was like that in the beginning too i remember now you mentioning when this originally came out that's how the derogatory term came from i would say it's derogatory it is it's like a punch but i felt like when now in this time it hurt more because the battle to get that's why people i don't think they understand when i was sad it's the hard work of the cast members to get that to work that people just show up and they think oh that's cool that's what they're supposed to do i was literally something else i didn't say hazen i was telling everyone on the live stream minutes before that because pyrotechnics weren't on and the first showing that was something already weird that we were like why is there no pyrotechnics i was telling people on the live stream Guys, it's like open fire. It's high risk. If there's something that's yeah. not going to work, Disney's not going to push something that's not going to work. Yep. So I saw the that, part yeah. that bugs me is that it's like this was something that they had so much faith and worked so hard, so hard, so many years, and so many people went back to make this work. Like, And it was, if I remember right, and I tell people, I believe an outside company is the one who really made the problems. It's the Imagineers who fixed it. If I remember right. So that's what hurts. When I watched it, I just sat there watching something like a part of history, a part of your memories going away. It was like watching something go away and it was hard to see that. But let alone you're worried about people, right? You don't want it to get worse. You don't want people to panic. You don't want people to remember Disney and have these kids. Hazen, side note, there was choir competitions this whole weekend. So, yes, you're oh, right. What? So, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, oh. there were choirs in town, competition at the Disneyland Resort, having their competition. So, now they're there trying to get in, having all these issues on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, there you go. It's it's true. It's a sad point. Yeah. I think you just nailed why it bugged me so much. Like, I knew that I made a decision because I was trying to be respectful to the Imagineers and the work. Um but I, I think what you said right now helped me understand why I got so enraged when people just started tossing the term around over the weekend because they don't know everything that went into it. I remember uh, looking back at some of the older stuff and just seeing the original dragon with what looked like black drapes, right? Yeah. And just yeah. the way that it was originally designed to what we have today, man. Today. It's an accomplishment, and we saw that. Okay, so I, I, I get what you're I get what you're saying because this is why I was bummed. I remember camping out just to see this thing come out. And I remember because yeah, we're talking about how it was having problems and we weren't sure if it was gonna debut in time. So taking the time out of our like our time to camp out, to sit down, to witness this thing come out from what used to be a crane and drapes and a head right. <laughs> pretty much to a full bone body to that crowd 
oh my gosh yeah. i was holding hands <laughs> yeah. i was holding hands in excitement like just wanting to witness this thing come up just to see this drag a dragon we were the only park that had a dragon that had fire mm -hmm. like it was amazing so i get your your frustration and unfortunately there is a wave of people who are taking this moment right now and riding this wave that's not supposed to be happening like if you're courteous if you understand the frustration the sadness or have any empathy towards us then you wouldn't be riding this this wave of clout and i hate to say it like that in the wrong way like exactly. yeah don't don't be that person don't don't be that person and i i saw a lot of that and it's like no 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 you're celebrating for the wrong reason and it's it's interesting to see, I don't know, I, I just, like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> it goes back to what we were talking about before, the 15 minutes in fame. Yes, like, yes. It's, it's yeah. people trying to get the content, trying to get this, oh, this can boost my number, whatever. It's It, it all goes back to the internet. I, apparently, the answer is the internet is bad, and nobody <laughs> should have, it, we should uh, <laughs> go back in time and not have the internet. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think i i did watch my fair share of videos that day because i i like i was trying to figure out what was happening right because all mm -hmm. we could see was what rebecca was showing larry at the time during that stream so obviously i went off to my phone and i started looking to see what was going on mm -hmm. and uh then it got posted on discord and uh i think andrew you posted one of the angles that was from the opposite direction mm -hmm. when it actually happened. Could, the yes. moment that it happened was when Mickey was doing the whole, this is my dream. And there is yeah. a, a fire effect that happens at the time and stuff. At the time, people didn't know if it was part of the show. Mm -hmm. And then they realized, oh, no, it's actually on fire. Right. And the person, the cast member that was like Mickey at the time, first of all, I'm glad that they were okay. They, yeah. they didn't yeah. freak out. They didn't, they just kind of stood there. They realized, okay, there's a problem. And then I think they signaled in order to get uh, brought down on the platform that they were standing on uh, during the performance. And th the idea of people making fun of that situation and saying like, oh, it, it's, it's poetic that it happened this and it's so funny that this, I was like, you understand that people's lives were in danger at this moment? Like that cast member was in a situation where that head could have fallen off, you know? And I, like, I get it. I, I just, I, uh, ooh, ah, I'm, I'm trying really hard. Listen, so, yeah. I, 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 the last thing I want to say on the Murphy thing is early on when the podcast first started, I was definitely one of those people that laughed at the idea of it of Maleficent being named Murphy and why Maleficent was named Murphy. But as I grew as a person and I learned more behind the development and the struggles and the iterations of Maleficent as the dragon that it was until this moment, everything I came to appreciate was halted because of this incident. Right. All the hard work that mm -hmm. went into this 30 year project went up in flames. 
the idea that people were making fun of the situation and the danger that it posed was unacceptable. And I just, yeah. I was so bothered by the situation that I don't know. I Somebody else talk. I'm like, I'm... So, okay, I, I will talk. I've stayed, stayed pretty silent through this whole thing, and I want to <laughs> kind of give... Uh, uh, sort of a technical and a theatrical perspective to yep. this because Fantasmic is, you know, it's a big show. It's it's a play and it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into this. And, you know, you bring up Mickey standing there and I've watched a bunch of videos and stuff like that. Mickey r- did the exact track for the show. Mickey goes down. And, and the, the thing is with the show, too, is is people still remember the version you know 1.0 1.5 2.0 and all these things have kind of ebbed and flowed and stuff so people are getting a little couple of things uh conflated about what happens when and stuff like that so where mickey goes back down that is in the new version mickey ran through the entire track and went down at the same time because this what miss screen comes up and everything like that the original version of the show mickey had a, a sword he was you know the prince and the pauper mickey had a sword and it shot um you know fireworks out in this new version Mickey is sorcerer Mickey and so does this wave of the hand and there's no pyro that happens in that section so that's where a lot of people are getting confused on this fire that happened because that firework there's no firework that shot from Mickey um, when the head caught fire Um, and I'll talk about a little bit more of that later but the other thing that a lot of people forget is Mickey's not the only human being in the vicinity of of the dragon there's prob there's tens of people all around the island right behind below in the pit all over the place that this you know inferno i mean and, and it's not a hyperbole calling this an inferno um you know could have injured or or worse so when when yeah, when you're making fun of the you know fire, the fire's a serious thing. You know if you watch uh watch any TV firefighter shows, you you know it's uh <laughs> no laughing matter. And then just kind of looking at this in person, it, it is very scary to think of gas. Fire. Um, yeah. but yes, gas it's a it's a uh, a liquid fuel fire. Um, I believe uh the Maleficent Dragon uses liquid propane or another liquid fuel to create its fire, and so um. What my analysis of this, I've watched a lot of videos of the uh, inciting incident, and it does seem that if you if you watch it there, even before the first fire breath, you can see the the chest of the dragon and the neck is shiny. There's some leaking fuel uh, earlier there. And, you know, when the when the breath, when it's, you know, breathes the fire out that uh uh, flame that that liquid fuel did not ignite all the way as it should right. it only like you know was like a quarter of the whole right. thing actually lit which is another kind of and it looks it looks wrong if you watch these videos it just looks off compared to to the other ones and after that you can just see this pouring pouring liquid coming out all places are just around dripping through and Either there was a spark getting, you know, getting something ready for the second fire uh, breath, or there was, uh, you know, just some movement that created a spark. There could have been a number of things because this is 
the the job of this fuel is to alight very easily and very quickly and so that's why why these things are are you know it's good it's a it does its job well of creating a big <laughs> ball, of, ball fire. of fire um yeah. so when when those things aren't regulated properly or or you know something becomes loose becomes a uh you know a very dangerous dangerous situation um and the you know i want to applaud all the cast members that uh did you know around this whole situation it was you know as soon as that head was on fire you know that fire was wrong animatronic stopped you know it's probably within five to ten seconds which is you know depending on sight lines and whatever radioing something's going wrong da 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 e stop hit it animatronic stops first and then the rest of the show kind of did it fizzles out and then you know the head and fire thing so response time was great with with cast members and crew members for for the show um <laughs> there's a you know a couple people trying with uh with what appeared to be some small hose and some uh fire extinguishers trying yeah. their best but uh with this with this liquid fire they're they're uh you know if they teach you anything uh about fires it's uh you know there are certain fires you can put out with water and certain fires you can't Mm -hmm. and that one was a fire that you cannot put out with water uh uh, you know gas fires and things like that that spread you have to smother a fire or use special extinguishers so at the point that they were at it was a it was the safest thing to do to just let it burn you know, at that at that point, you know, they I, they called in the Anaheim Fire Department and, you know, they did what they could. Um, but the, the, there's just a lot more people involved uh, are behind the scenes than you would think. And all of those people, you know, did everything they could to to make this so nobody got hurt. And that's, you know, the number one thing that we need to, you know, take from this, that this situation happened, but nobody got hurt. I did hear that some some people went to the hospital for smoke inhalation. Uh, but other than that, it seems to be everybody is OK. There's no reported injuries, things like that. So uh, making the best of a bad situation. Um, I mean, another thing is that, you know, that this is something that that can be replaced. Like it probably will take a while. And but I'm I'm sure that that this is we're not going to be without the dragon forever. You know, it it was by estimations a uh, a ten million dollar animatronic, and so that money is not just going to come from you know thin air. They'll have to budget for it. I'm sure there's insurance on things like this. So who knows? Um, the other Probably thing I just remembered to 15 when I was going. Now. If you adjust for inflation, yeah, you know, I think exactly. it was like ten and, in and, in two thousand nine when they developed exactly. the last version. Um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up was why this could have happened, and uh, it, it just kind of points out how you know we've talked about it before that maintenance has has gone down, budgets for maintenance, budgets for this in things that are you know. 
mission critical you know that could uh, cause harm to life something fire like these budgets are not you know the cast members that are employed on these shows and these attractions and everything are doing the best that they can and i put no blame on any you know nobody should put any blame on the cast members that are just doing the job the best they can what they're told to do but this obviously shows that there are things that are not getting checked because the budgets are down the pe- they're not employing enough people to safely do these things and make sure that these things don't happen and so at that point you know should this show be running because the things cannot be done safely like there's going to be an investigation and uh, you know we'll probably never know the outcome of that but if if it's something that could have been caught because of maintenance you know, you know, in a in a in a pre-show check, you know, I'm sure there's things, but these things should be worked on every day. Check the blah 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 blah, you know. And if these things aren't getting done because you know upper management says, well, we don't have the people do that. You just make sure this 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 thing works. Da 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 da. Do your job and whatever. The, you know, you can't blame the person that it's their job to just you know they're following orders and do whatever. The there's no point that these budgets are cut anymore. We the parks are as busy as they've ever been. The attendance is up, their spending is up. Bring these cast members back, bring the maintenance back, bring bring the full staff back to these Disney parks. Whatever, you're you're firing everybody else. This is your sector that's making the money, so you should be investing in the people and the things that make it, you know, the make the magic for everybody that goes to the parks that's the cast members everybody says it the ceo says it everybody says that the cast members make the magic at disney parks that includes people that fix the attractions and maintain the animatronics and pick up the garbage and clean the toilets and you know from a to z from soup to nuts whatever you want to say whatever weird turn of phrase you want to do it the cast members that are there day in and day out first shift second shift third shift everybody is there to make sure that these things are there for families and people that want to experience them and you know they're doing the best of their abilities to make sure that you have your best experience so why are we not investing in the thing that is you know disney's most valuable asset is the people that work there so you know of all these things that that is what we need to be you know pushing for and if you're a shareholder or if you're you know a concern you can email you don't even have to be a shareholder you can email guest services with requests and things like that there there are numbers and emails you can call an email to send your suggestions and things like that so that that's the only option we as just lay folk have uh, with making changes just you know, like they say, email your congressman, email your, your Disney uh, representative, email your whoever to to make it so that, you know, voice your opinion that these people need to be coming back because that that they're the people that make the magic. I'm kind of just, you know, repeating myself a bunch, but the, uh, the <laughs> this seems like it could have been avoided if if maintenance and budgets were what they should be especially for a show like this that is you know besides the dragon alone there's there's lifts multiple lifts involved with human beings on them you know mickey coming out of the ground mickey on the the roof there there's 
you know, boats and and you know other costumes and things that all are are very intricate and and could hurt somebody if they're not maintained properly. So yeah. that it's it's all just a a battle on on that. So uh, I'm sure there is there is more things on my mind. Oh, I saw somebody post something that I thought was was very uh, fun that said. Uh, the Anaheim Police Def- Department technically uh, defeated a dragon or fought a dragon. <laughs> so that, you know, yeah. something uh, interesting to see. Um, but yeah, the cast members, great job on on, on making this a no injury situation. Yeah. Well said. Um, yeah. I mean, look, could it have been a freak accident? Absolutely. You know, things happen. Yeah. But the majority of freak accidents with stuff like this, like you said, can be resolved or prevented if you have proper maintenance checks in place. Things like this have happened in the park before, you know, and the cast members are usually the ones that make sure that people are not hurt. Like back just a few years ago when the Maleficent Dragon uh, in Festival of Fantasy, when that went up in flames during the parade Mm -hmm. route, I mean, this was so much closer to people. Uh, that was contained pretty quickly. I mean, it wasn't as massive as this one was, but cast members also the heroes of the day, right? When the fire happened at It's a Small World, you know, back in now almost 10 years ago or like back in 2015 or whenever that was. Uh, again, cast members very quickly evacuated the area, made sure that as many people were safe as possible and, you know, did did what they had to do. All those you know, incidents, again, could they be freak accidents? Yeah, absolutely. But as long as you have the infrastructure in place to make sure that you can prevent those things, the better. I think the best thing that I could say about this situation is that it didn't happen uh, on on the mainland of Disneyland. Mm-hmm. The fact that it was uh, an isolated incident on Tom Sawyer Island absolutely uh, was... Uh, in in the effort of making sure that it was contained and extinguished quickly and making sure people were safe. Like, I can't imagine what would have happened if it was, you know, in, in the main area of the park. So. Right. Or in a theater or, or in a you theater, know, in exactly. A, exactly. If yeah. it was in the Fantasyland Theater or something that, that close to people, that, that what, and I'm sure that's that's one of the reasons they're allowed to do such you know elaborate fire effects is there is a large body of water between the said fire and the audience yeah even if the water is on fire sometimes yeah i do wonder how this is going to affect one phantasmic going forward because we saw that it didn't change much when the parade fire happened which was a, Mm -hmm. a lot closer in time than it's a small world but how is this going to affect, if at all, like World of Color, which is much closer to attractions and people when the flames go off? You know? Yeah. They, I mean, they did release a statement saying that certain fire effects were going to be stopped. Um, th- that being said, they didn't really say. They did say the Maleficent Dragon in the Festival of Fantasy Parade would be temporarily not breathing fire. Um and I, I have a feeling that it's it's all going to be related to what valves are similar, like what what parts could have gone wrong in this dragon, and what parts by the same manufacturer do are we using in other locations, and right. are you know 
that that that's got to be the the uh, breakdown of how they're they're going about this. So, you know, are is the fired Indiana Jones going to stop right? You know, right now, who knows? Is you know, there's there's fire, you know, used fairly frequently in Disney parks and controlled fairly well up until this incident. Um, so it's it, it's likely, yeah, uh, that's what I would think is is. If it's by, you know, whatever manufacturer, I don't know a manufacturer off the top of my head that makes uh, gas regulator valves <laughs> or whatever. So uh, that may, you know, that that's how I would assume or they're just going to be like any fire that's close to people, um, they're going to stop. But they did say that the fan- Fantasmic in Walt Disney World is not affected by this. Mm. Well, we'd love to hear all of your thoughts on the incident and um, continue the conversation over on Discord. If you haven't had an opportunity to join the community, it's really easy to join. Head over to podcasters.com slash links. There you will find some of the most common links that were asked about, including our latest episode, a Quizneyland playlist, links to our YouTube channel and Larry's YouTube channel, Goofy Guys Adventures. But you'll also find links to the FGP squad and a link to join us on Discord. Uh, we'd love to have you there. We'd love to continue this conversation and hear your thoughts on anything that we talk about in this episode or really any episode. So, um, yeah, join us over there uh, so we can continue talking. Uh, well, uh, from one uh, darker incident in the park, there has been a, a little bit of a ray of sunshine for some cast members recently. And that was some good news that we heard this last week. Mel, do you want to talk about what's happening with some of the workers? Absolutely. Um, whenever we hear good news for cast members, it's it's such a good feeling because they do so much for us to you know create the magic, keep us safe you name it so about a week ago we actually learned that disney security uh, cast members are getting a really beautiful raise and it's going to be about uh eight dollars this was voted on uh last hold on excuse me this was actually voted in october of 2021 and finally things have been settled and it looks like it's going to be within a two-year span. Um, the initial raise actually started in April. And they will be getting another $1 raise the next following year and the next following year as well. So who exactly is going to get this? We're looking at um, not just security cast members, but officers, lead officers, sergeants, back checkers, canine handlers, they, I couldn't be happier for them because they have kept us safe since the parks reopened. And if anything, this is definitely over, like way overdue. So, you know what, congrats. This is awesome. And I'm really hoping that those you know, that we see in the parks, you know, hopefully they get theirs too. Um, That's pretty much the one thing we would always want for them is the best that they, that they could have because it's times are tough. Times are tough and they deserve it. They really do for what they do for us. So 
that's like there's like some pixie dust right there yeah yeah this is a really great start i mean this is something that disney cast members have been fighting for for a really long time Uh, Mm -hmm. I think there's a much bigger fight in Florida than there is here in Anaheim uh, because they just have such a massive workforce over in Florida. Um, And I I mean, there are stories of cast members living out of their cars because they don't have a living wage. So uh, if this is the beginning of something that's going to trickle down to other cast members, I really hope that Disney continues to move on this. Like this is the type of stuff that for the people creating the magic for you every single day is well deserved. And I mean, this has, this should have happened years ago. Yeah. So I hope this is the beginning of a trend. I hope that um, I, I hate to say that I hope that the Maleficent incident is one that brings more maintenance, you know, brings more cast members in, gives them the raise that they deserve for the type of work that they should be doing because you know, I would I would hate to hear that this was an incident later on that, you know, somebody that just didn't care about their job or didn't care about it enough is what caused this. And it was just negligence. Right. It's it's an easier. This I hope this doesn't sound weird, but I think it's an easier pill to swallow for when something like this happens again. Thankfully, nobody got hurt. But if it was like like you said, Andrew, like a valve that just, you know, broke or something or just wore down with time or something that I think is an easier thing to to swallow than it was just a cast member that was just fed up because they weren't paid enough situation you know what I mean so this is great news again I hope it's the beginning of a trend and more cast members get the raises that they deserve so great news that's definitely a a handful of pixie dust in the cast members direction Mm mm-hmm all right, um, Andrew, uh, I think it's time to cue you up, buddy, because we got some super important years coming up in great moments with Mr. Andrew. Are you uh, Are you ready to go? I think so. I swept my whistle. It's a long, <laughs> long one, so buckle in, uh, get your favorite snacks, uh, you, mm. know, roll, you know, lean back. We're we're in for a ride. The years are 1955 and 1956. Uh, if you know anything about Disney history, you know what 1955 is. So uh, we'll get started because uh, it's a long one. So we'll start with film in 1955. On March 10th, President Eisenhower calls Walt Disney to tell him how good the film Man in Space was and asks for a copy to show to the generals in the Pentagon. Uh, Also, the Academy Awards uh, Oscars to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea for both art direction and special effects and to The Vanishing Prairie for Best Documentary Feature. The National Board of Review awards the Best American Film Award to The Vanishing Prairie and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, both. Uh, The Cannes Film Festival awards a National Recognition Award for the film The Living Desert. On May 25th, Disney releases Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier, to theaters in the U.S. It is a compilation of the first three Davy Crockett episodes aired on TV. It is accompanied by the live-action short Arizona Sheepdog. On June 16th, Disney premieres Lady and the Tramp in Chicago. It is the first cartoon feature filmed in uh, Cinemascope. Two versions of the film are available to theaters to display regular and widescreen Cinemascope. It is accompanied by the People and Places film Switzerland. There were seven new shorts released this year and ten re-releases. 
For TV in 1955, the Disneyland TV show on ABC is still growing strong. It airs for a total of 25 episodes in 1955. It started its second season on September 14th. On October 3rd, ABC launches Disney's second TV show, The Mickey Mouse Club. It is a daily one-hour series showing cartoons and introducing the talents of the Mouseketeers. On May 9th, Sam and Friends debuts on WRC in Washington, D.C. This uh, first significant show created by Jim Henson and the birthplace of Kermit the Frog. Uh, so a little side tangent there. But in 1955, the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences awards an Emmy to the Walt Disney Studios for the Disneyland TV episode Operation Undersea for Best Individual Show, to the Walt Disney Studio for the Disneyland TV series for Best Variety Series, and to the Walt Disney Studio for Best Television Editing. Also, a George Foster Peabody Broadcasting Award is won for the Disneyland TV show. Uh, the elephant in the room uh, where TV is concerned is the Disneyland opening day special. Uh, by March, ABC had sold out all advertising for the special. At 4.30 p.m., the ABC television network airs the 90-minute Dateline Disneyland show broadcasting the opening of Disneyland Park. An estimated 70 to 90 million people watch the show, the largest live TV broadcast to date with over 20 cameras and a staff of hundreds. Uh, hosts of the show were Art Linkletter, Bob Cummings, and Ronald Reagan. The official dedication is made by Walt Disney and California Governor Goodwin Knight. Uh, however, the live broadcast itself was riddled with tef technical difficulties, such as guests tripping over camera cables all over the park, faulty miscues, on-air flubs, hot mics, unexpected moments that were caught on camera, uh, mostly Bob Cummings uh, caught making out with a dancer just before going on air. Uh, this is not so much a show as it is a special event, Art Linkletter said during the live broadcast from Disneyland. Quote, the rehearsal went uh, about as the way you would expect a rehearsal to go if you were covering three volcanoes all erupting at the same time and you didn't expect any of them. So from time to time, if we say, we take you now by camera to the Snapping Crocodiles in Adventureland and instead somebody pushes the wrong button and we catch Irene Dunn adjust adjusting her bustle on the Mark Twain, don't be too surprised. Uh, the live broadcast also featured the debut of the original Mouseketeers from the Mickey Mouse Club TV show. And that brings us to Disneyland in 1955. Well, we're going to go through a little bit of the construction first. Uh, what I could find. It's hard to find uh, construction dates and information on Disneyland without like reading a big old book. And I didn't have time to read a big old book. So <laughs> we got what we got. So uh, on January 15th, despite plans to have the park at park open without it, Walt decides to go ahead and build Tomorrowland, saying that the park can only open as a complete experience. Uh, Admiral Joe Fowler advises that the outlook for Tomorrowland was very grave. Uh, in March, the Autopia roadways are finally paved and ready for the Autopia cars to be added to the track. And uh, same time, the color gallery exhibit in Tomorrowland, sponsored by Dutch Boy Paints, is completed and is ready for opening day. On March 29th, the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railway signs a five-year contract with Disney, paying $50,000 per year in exchange for the name Santa Fe and accompanying logos to be used on all Disneyland trains, stations, literature, etc. And by May, the Disneyland Marching Band is hired and organized and begins rehearsal for opening day to begin daily parades and concerts on Main Street, USA, under the direction of Vessi Walker. Walt Disney grants Jack Rather a 99-year lease agreement to use the Disney name on any hotel in Southern California. 
getting closer to opening orange county plumbers and asphalt workers stage a strike threatening to delay the tight schedule of building of disneyland on July 4th, Disneyland's two new steam engines, the CK Holiday and EP Ripley, make their first full run around the park, and this coincides with a pre-opening party that is held at Disneyland for its employees. On July 13th, Walt and Lillian held their 30th wedding anniversary party at Disneyland on the Mark Twain Riverboat, followed by a performance of the Golden Horseshoe Review. On July 14th, the Casey Jr. Circus Train makes its first test ride. On a 25% uphill grade, the engine almost tips backwards. Lead weights are added to the front, allowing it to temporarily open on the 17th. And here we go. On July 17th, 1955, at 2 p.m., Disneyland Park opens. Five themed areas are Main Street USA, Frontierland, Fantasyland, Adventureland, and Tomorrowland. 18 attractions are ready for use on opening day. Based on an initial $10,000 for planning, and the final, the final construction cost was $17 million. 15,000 guests were invited, uh, but attendance for the day is somewhere between 28 and 33,000. On July 18th, Disney opens to the public from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., with general admission costing $1 for adults and 50 cents for children. The first guests are Christine Vest and Michael Schwartner. Uh, they both are given lifetime passes. A gas leak forces Fantasyland to close early that day. Casey Jr. is uh, also closes this day to adjust the grade of the hills. Uh, and now we're going to go and run through a bunch of dates. So uh, hold on to your hats. On July 22nd, the Rocket to the Moon attraction opens in Tomorrowland. And the Candyland, uh, uh, later Candy Palace shop opens on Main Street. On July 30th, the Tomorrowland Boats attraction opens in Disneyland between Tomorrowland and Fantasyland. On July 31st, the Casey Jr. Circus Train reopens. On August 1st, the Conestoga Wagons opens in Frontierland. August 3rd, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea exhibit display opens. August 9th, the Aunt Jemima's Pancake House restaurant opens in Frontierland. Also in August, the Dutch Boy exhibit and the World Beneath Us attraction open in Tomorrowland. August 16th, Dumbo the Flying Elephants open in Fantasyland. And the Phantom Boat Rides opens in Tomorrowland. August 27th, the Mickey Mouse Club Theater opens in Fantasyland. Uh, the theater plays Disney cartoon short films on several small screens. August 29th, the Chicken of the Sea Pirate Ship and Restaurant opens in Fantasyland. On September 8th, Disneyland welcomes its one millionth visitor, Elsa Marquez. Uh, September 16th, the Canal Boats of the World attraction opens in Fantasyland. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. On September 16th, the Canal Boats of the World attraction in Fantasyland at Disneyland closes for improvements. Also, the Disneyland Hotel opens the same day. October 11th, the first ticket books are made available at Disneyland. They cost $2.50 per adult, $1.50 for child. They contain the A, B, and C tickets for eight rides. Uh, November 24th, the Mickey Mouse Club Circus attraction opens in Disneyland. Each live show lasts 75 minutes, and it ran to January 8th, 1956. Uh, same day, the first Christmas at Disneyland Festival is held uh, with a parade and music concert. On December 1st, the Maxwell House Coffee House restaurant opens in Town Square in Disneyland. The Kaiser Aluminum and Chemical Corp. debuts the Hall of Aluminum fame in Tomorrowland. And finally, on December 25th, the Mike, King, Mike Fink Keel Boat Rides opens in Frontierland. So, a uh, very staggered opening. Um, and if that wasn't enough, other notable things to happen in 1955... On Saturday, January 1st, Helms Bakery enters afloat in the Pasadena Tournament of Roses parade with a Disney theme. 
This float features Mickey Mouse, Dumbo, and a series of flying pink elephants and helps to publicize the upcoming opening of Disneyland. It wins the judges special award. The Firehouse 5 plus 2 performs on the float. Animators Don Bluth and Bernie Madison joined the company in 1955. Jack Lindquist is hired uh, to Disney as the first advertising manager of Disneyland. Dick Nunez uh, joins the company as well as an assistant uh, in orientation training for Disneyland employees. He would later become the head of all Disney theme parks and retire after 43 years of service. Uh, also, the Disney University is launched at Disneyland to teach Walt Disney's management philosophies. And the Beverly Hills chapter of Benai Birth awards Disney a trophy as their choice for the 1955 Man of the Year. Birthdays in 1955, we have January 6th, Rowan Atkinson, February 21st, Kelsey Grammer, February 24th, Steve Jobs, February 28th, Gilbert Gottfried, March 19th, Bruce Willis, March 28th, Reba McIntyre, May 1st, Eric Goldberg, uh, animator Eric Goldberg, uh, May 6th, Tom Bergeron, May 17th, Bill Paxton, July 22nd, William Defoe, uh, August 3rd, Corey Burton, great voice actor, uh, September 10th, Joe Rohde, November 13th, Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, November 26th, Hazen's man, Don Hahn. Yeah. Uh, November 27th, Bill Nye. Um, so that's 1955. I need to take a drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That brings us to 1956. Four films in 1956. The Academy Awards and Oscar II meant against the Arctic for documentary short subjects. The National Board of Review awards a Best American Film Award for uh, to Disney for The African Lion. On June 20th, Disney releases the live-action feature film The Great Locomotive Chase. Uh, on July 17th, Disney releases the live-action feature film Davy Crockett and the River Pirates. This is a compilation of episodes 5 and 6 from the TV series. July 27th, Disney releases the Humphrey the Bear film In the Bag. On December 20th, Disney releases the sixth People and Places film, Disneyland USA, to theaters. It accompanies the live-action uh, feature film, Westward Ho! The Wagons. Uh, Disney releases, or I'm sorry, Disney re-releases the films Banby and Song of the South to theaters this year. There are 11 shorts, uh, new shorts, and eight re-releases. For TV in 1956, ABC airs 25 episodes of the Disneyland TV series. Its third season begins on September 12th. By February, the Mickey Mouse Club TV show had reached more total viewers than any other daytime program. March 17th, the Academy Awards an Emmy for Best Action or Adventure Series to the David Crockett Show. They also award an Emmy for the Best Producer of a Film Series to Walt Disney for the Disneyland TV show. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association also awards a Golden Globe Award to Disney for the Disneyland TV show. On November 11th, Walt Disney appears uh, as a guest on the TV show What's My Line? For Disneyland in 1956... On a rainy weekend in January at Disneyland, Walt describes his idea for a Skyway, monorail, and submarine ride, and a mountain sled ride. On January 12th, the Silhouette Studio Shop opens. January 21st, the American Dairy Association exhibit, Dare, the Dairy Bar Food Facility, opens in Tomorrowland. February 19th, the Jungle Killers exhibit of Jungle Animals opens in Fantasyland. March 21st, the Astro Jets open in Tomorrowland. April 5th, the Bathroom of Tomorrow attraction opens in Tomorrowland. 
On June 16th, the Tom Sawyer Island, the Tom Sawyer Island Rafts, the 3D film with 3D glasses, 3D Jamboree, and the Storybook Land Canal boats all open at Disneyland. June 23rd, the Skyway begins operation. June 26th, the Rainbow Mountain Stagecoaches open. And the Pack Mule Ride reopens as the Rainbow Ridge Pack Mules. Sometime in 1956, Disneyland begins using D tickets for certain attractions. The Fantasy in the Sky Fireworks show debuts at Larry Saw Throwback Night. Uh, that de- debuts uh, in 1956. A railroad station is added to Fantasyland, and the Phantom Boat Ride returns to Disneyland for about a month. On July 2nd, the Rainbow Caverns Mine attraction begins Operation Frontierland. The attraction costs $400,000 to build. July 4th, the Indian War Canoes attraction begin operation. July 23rd, the Junior Autopia opens in Fantasyland. Uh, July 30th, the Mineral Hall Shop opens in Frontierland. Uh, August 18th, the Carnation Plaza Gardens Eatery and Entertainment Area opens. August 22nd, the Carefree Corner Guest Registration Area opens on Main Street. October 4th, Disney welcomes its 5 millionth guest. And the, the same day, the Phantom Boat of Tomorrowland closes. This is the first attraction to be removed from Disneyland. Other notable things in 1956. Walt Disney is awarded the Audubon Society Medal. Uh, the Guild of Variety Artists awards Walt Disney a lifetime membership for his increasing efforts to discover new ways to keep the greatest number of people in the field of show business gainfully employed. Card Walker becomes the vice president of Walt Disney Productions. The Sierra Club makes Walt Disney an honorary life member in gratitude for his films on wildlife. The Walt Disney Music Company releases its first record, A Child's Garden of Verses, uh, on the Disneyland record label. Walt attends Walt Disney Day in his childhood home of Marceline, where he dedicates a public swimming pool that is part of a 10-acre park named in his honor. Actor Kirk Douglas sues Walt Disney for use of home movie footage of Kirk and his two sons at Walt Disney's home. And Walt Disney is named the recipient of the Screen Producers Guild Milestone Award for Lifetime of Great Professional Achievement. The birthdays for 1956. February 3rd, Nathan Lane. March 7th, Brian Cranston. March 11th, Rob Paulson. May 10th, Paige O'Hara. May 17th, Bob Saget. May 19th, Tom Saito. July 9th, Tom Hanks. August 28th, Louise Guzman. October 21st, Carrie Fisher. And November 22nd, Richard Kind. Uh, There has been your very, very long, I don't know if you can call it moment, but great moments with uh, me a very uh, out of steam Mr. Andrew. I need to <laughs> Good drink job. many Good much job. more waters. <laughs> My throat is all dry yes. and I keep talking for some Good reason. Job. Yeah. Very big years for the company indeed. So, all right. I think that's a great place to wrap up the episode. Give Andrew an opportunity to just catch yeah, his I'm, breath. And, I'm done yeah. talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keep talking. Well, before we wrap up, Larry, do you want to uh, tell everyone where they can find you and all that good stuff? For sure. Thanks, Aizen. Yeah, if you guys want to watch my uh, live streams from Disneyland in Anaheim, California, and Disney California Adventure, go ahead and check me out on YouTube, not TikTok, which I think I'm going to start a game on my channel. If you hear someone say, are you on TikTok? Take a drink of your favorite beverage. Uh. Um, <laughs> my live streams, it happens at least four times a show. But anyway, <laughs> Wednesdays or Thursdays and Saturdays throughout the day is usually the schedule we live stream on. And every once in a while, um, we do our Goofy Guys Adventures uh, 
uh, stories we upload. So that's encouraging to you, too. If you're out there and you want to submit a story, a Disney story to us that we'd read and do an uploaded video for first time kind of like reaction. So and uh, yeah, that's overall all like Goofy Guys Adventures on YouTube. Right on. All right. Uh, again, if you want to join us uh, over on Discord, uh, all of these links, including a link to Larry's YouTube channel, can be found at podcasters.com slash links. That is the best place to find some of those common links for the podcast, the pages, and all that good stuff. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Uh, until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Squad up. Squad cheers. Let's go. <laughs> Part of the Podcateers Network.